0: Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a special episode today brought to you from Pat and I's Nook because Ryan is out of town. I'm your host today, Matt Rectine. And I'm Pat Fox. And today we are talking about the Navy game from yesterday. Today is Sunday, we're recording. We'll talk about the Cal Baptist game from last Friday, and we will preview next week's attractions. Next week we have a game against SMU in football, and then we have two games in basketball, one or I guess three technically. Uh, one against Little Rock, one against Nevada, and then the winner of that last game in the Thanksgiving tournament. Or loser. Yeah, or loser. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess if you think well, it depends whether or not you think it's a Statistically, probably the loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, and music. You did to introduce our third host for the week. Oh. We have a special guest today. Mox, Pat's dog, is actually sitting with us. So he's not as quite he's not like hot take puppy like scout is um but he doesn't take shit so he He does eat it though (laughs) stay golden hurricane So let's talk about the Navy game first. Uh, It was a close game. Like most of the games we've played this year have been final score being 37, 29, you know, one touchdown score. Uh, This is a game that it kind of played out how I expected it to. It was a very, you could say slow game. Um, There were like Navy had 10 total possessions. We had eight. And that's kind of just how I imagine a game. Like we're a rush first defense or team rush first offense Navy is they only rush. They had two total passes for 15 yards. And so it just like, they only completed one. Yeah, for 15 yards. So another great great game by our passing defense. We're now seventh in the country in yards allowed per game. So that was that was fun. Um but yeah, it's it's another tough loss. Um I mean, I guess going into the week we all expected that we would lose because A team like Navy that rushes so well is a great matchup against our defense which can't really stop the rush and even this week I thought you know we only put three guys back we had six guys on the line on most of the plays and two linebackers kind of there to stop the run they're still running right through us
1: yeah I mean I think it's like it we're just we just don't get the initial push and we just get killed by that and one little one little kind of like quirk in their offense just gets us. Like we had no idea what a pitch was.
0: Yeah, there were a couple. I know Malcolm Perry had. I think it was like a 52 yarder that they just pitched it to him right at the last second, and nobody could stop him. Uh, and it was even our like. I thought Manny Bunch had a pretty rough game. He had, you know, he's top on the leaderboard for tackles, but there were a lot of times when they were just running through him. There's one uh, where they just, he went through and he grabbed. Bunch and Whitfield and Powers, I think, and he just bowled through all three of them for a touchdown. So that's just kind of like how it felt yesterday is that as much as we were throwing at them, they just kept running through it. So tough game. thought the offense did okay. Uh, We kind of hurt ourselves with turnovers again, which has also been the story of our season. Only one interception, but a fumble, and that fumble was very costly. Yeah, I mean –
1: on the three yard line, it basically swung the game. Yeah. Um. Even though if we'd had to get a two point conversion, I guess. But yeah, uh, that just killed us. Kills everything when you fumble that like that deep in the red zone.
0: Yeah, there were some exciting plays uh, from our side to look forward to, things to be excited about. I mean, the coolest play that I that I, I mean, I think in the entire game is when Reggie Robinson blocked that PAT. Yeah. And then got up and was able to field the pitch from Cooper and run it all the way back for two. I mean, how often do you see that? That's pretty rare.
1: No, that was like a freaking awesome play. That might have been the play of the year for Tulsa.
0: Yeah, it was, it was electrifying. Uh,
1: Dude, that definitely. had only counted for two points, but yeah, still, man. really,
0: really cool play. If that had been a touchdown, this game would have been just unreal. It would have been amazing. What a, what a game. But really, I mean, I feel like it's karma, because then later on, Romo had one of his, his kicks blocked too, which would have been a tough game. Uh, if we had been able to stop Navy on that last drive from getting those first downs and been able to mount a scoring drive on our own, that could have definitely come into come into play. But unfortunately, it did not. Uh, there's not a whole lot, I guess, to talk about with. other than that. Uh, we can talk about like going into this game. We weren't expecting this to turn around our season because it's, it's the last game. There's not really anything to turn around at this point. But I was excited about... I guess next year, I feel like on offense, it really feels like we're just missing that one piece because we have young playmakers that are doing pretty well. Like Keelan Stokes had a game. He had that 47-yard kickoff return. He had the jet sweep for a touchdown. He still had like 56 total receiving yards. Gene Anderson had another 60. It just really seems like we have a good, solid young core of playmakers. I
1: think think the
0: question becomes somebody – passing and, and the people blocking
1: yeah i feel like the three uh, the two running backs and and um stokes you should like be we should be really excited about but um and kian johnson's coming back next year he's solid um but yeah it's the quarterback like i think the announcer said it like all next season really montgomery's job if he has it next year depends on zach smith will zach smith be like the first like real quarterback we have in a while um because Seth boomer had an all right game but we're not we're not good enough in other areas just to have like a slightly below average quarterback um we do need like our best player on offense to be our quarterback and i i will say i don't think it's just the one it's not just the quarterback i think our line's super questionable too They've been bad this year, and we're losing our two best linemen next year. Yeah, that'll
0: be. I'm really interested to see how we replace that.
1: Yeah, I think it's Ivy and Paul and like Tiller Bugtrot to see if those three guys get a lot better, um, and whoever replaces uh, what's his face Chandler Miller at center. Yeah, I think uh, Tyler. I think Ben Laden was alive the last time we had a different center.
0: <laughs> yeah, fun fact: he's started every game that he's ever played in. I did he? not
1: know that. Yeah, well, probably because I haven't released a bingo card in like seven weeks, but still, yeah, no
0: bingo, no bingo. This last week, we were uh, kind of busy at a wedding, so didn't really. Congrats, Mitch and Aaron. Yeah, what is it? Uh last day of camp. Last day of camp, right. and yeah. uh, Mitch better have my money. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, so this was Boomer's second best game from total yards, um, other than Houston. I think he had he had two hundred twenty seven yards in the Houston game yesterday he had 206 he actually completed I mean he was 19 for 28 so he's making you know completing his passes we just didn't really get a lot of like down the field type yeah um
1: yeah it was just it was much better than some of his other games but still just all um yeah Corey Taylor would have had a decent game if he didn't fumble three touchdowns kind of like a fullback stat line uh 15 carries for like three three yards a carry for three touchdowns yeah um it's pretty interesting. But, yeah, besides, once again, offense better than defense this time just because Navy attacked us all at just our weakness so hard, and it just worked completely. Uh, but, yeah, just another average game from the offense I don't know. There's not much to – after this game, any, like, bright spots for next year? I guess Stokes.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about Stokes, uh, like we said. And then, yeah, I mean, most of our defense is returning. There was a lot this past week of like hype around Zayvon Collins, which was awesome. You know, I did not read had, that article. Is that a good article? It was a good article. You know, he came out and he was. Apologize. There's a dog across the street, and Mox is not having it. It's okay, Mox. He really wants to fight that dog. Yeah, it's just kind of like all up in his turf, and he's. That not, dog's not wearing him. like an SMU bandana, and he's like, "Get that shit out of here." Yeah. Definitely hates Southern Methodist. He's more of a Northern Methodist. Yeah. So I thought that article. Uh, it was good. I mean, it just highlighted that he was kind of overlooked coming out of high school, but he's really established himself as a presence on our defense. And I mean, he's got a good shot. Maybe not this year, uh, just because we're a two and nine team that could, you know, at best finish three and nine. But he's got a shot at being on the American like defensive either Defensive Player of the Year at some point or just on, like, first-team honors.
1: Yeah. No, he's definitely, like, the most talented TU player, uh, especially on defense, I've seen in a while. Like, he's huge. I mean, he's 6'5". He's, what is he, 250? Like, he's got an NFL body, man. He's, like, I'm excited. That that whole defense, I think Whitfield's the only major loss. Um, but, yeah, him and Evans, in particular, look like stars in the making. And then we'll still have it. It's like we won't be um, as young next year either. Like, I feel like Cannon and Edmondson will be seniors. They'll be good leadership. Uh, Gibson will too. He'll be a fifth-year senior. Um, so, yeah, our defense should be even better next year. And hopefully, I mean, obviously the huge weakness is the run defense. Yeah, up on the line. And I think, I mean, I imagine they'll switch. It's, our D-line is our weakness on defense. We don't get any pressure, and we have trouble against the run. Yeah. Um, part of that's because we do only play three defensive linemen a lot of the times. I know we did not in this game, but so if we switch back to the four three three or the four three four and just take off that fifth linebacker, I don't know. We do have a lot of D tackles. We'll see what we can do with that. We we'll see if we can get another guy, maybe Devin Lamp across from Gibson to help get that pass rush. Yeah.
0: Or Colin Wick, both decent D ends who could have like a improve a lot. All right. Uh, so you want to do players of the game then next before we. Uh... I guess we're not going to go straight into basketball because we've got a, one more thing to talk about football, but we'll do players of the game. Uh, so, Pat, you want to go first for your offensive player of the game?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Keelan Stokes. had yeah, the jet sweep was awesome. He had five catches. No, just a really good game. Um, I feel like, weirdly enough, he's been our most consistent wide receiver this year. Uh, not just a big play guy either. Um, and, yeah, going forward, I feel like he's probably going to be our number one next year, and hopefully, depending on who our quarterback is, probably Zach Smith really take advantage of his speed and is like, yeah, I hit him deep more.
0: Yeah, uh, that's mine as well. Uh, Keelan Stokes, I would have given it to Corey Taylor had he not fumbled. Uh, I mean, he still did. He was still responsible for 21 points. Well, 20, I guess, because we missed an extra point. But that fumble really came at a bad time, and that really hurt hurt us just overall, and so I'm going to give it to Stokes, uh, in part, I guess because of his special teams play, even though that's, you know, shouldn't have it, but he had the most all-purpose yards, I guess, that a lot of that special teams. But, yeah, Stokes is a guy I'm excited for. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next year. Um, and, I mean, we still got one more game, so we'll see what he does then. Uh, defense was kind of tricky for me because, I said earlier, I didn't think Manny Bunch had that great of a game. Uh, he did have the most total tackles on the team. And he also had the most solo tackles, but it, it looked like he was struggling in the rush. Uh, so I was going to give it to Shamar Robinson. He had six total tackles, three of them solo, which is tied for second most on the team. But, I mean, the big play was he did recover that fumble and returned it for five yards. And so even though nobody on our team forced it, having the awareness uh, to jump on the ball and make sure that we recover it, I thought was big.
1: Yeah, it's hard I would give it to Robinson, but I feel like a lot of the our run problems are kind of D tackles faults. So a lot of that does fall on him. Uh yeah. not a great game by anybody on defense, but then we go with Whitfield. He's had a solid overall game. Mm-hmm. Um and you feel bad for a guy like that. He's the one senior leave in and just like um he plays he plays as hard as he can and he's like just no results. Yeah, and I mean, constantly losing, I think, has taken is taking a
0: toll on him. Yeah, and he's hugely responsible for, I think, how strong our pass defense. Yeah, I mean, even if you exclude this game, because I mean, you're not 15 yards. It'll to help anybody. help it'll help
1: our look stats, but clearly, yeah. it's our pass defense didn't do anything because they it they weren't even needed.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> but like just the rest of, or the entire rest of the year, I mean, our pass defense has been good. Yeah, it hasn't been like we haven't had these. Fluky games like this to pad it. Um, All right, special teams. I'm imagining we're gonna have the same player. Um, For me, it was Reggie Robinson. Yeah, it was Reggie Robinson.
1: Yeah, that was too awesome a play to not get specialties player of the game.
0: That I mean, not only does he block it, but then he gets up, and then as Cooper's being tackled with the ball, catches the catches the uh, the pitch. Yeah, pitch, and then runs it all the way down for two points. I'm like, that is an intense play, like to burst off the line like that and then get up and sprint down the entire length of the field. takes takes a lot of effort. So that was awesome. Uh, and the other thing that was kind of cool, just listening to the broadcast, I know a lot of you guys probably heard it. But Reggie Robinson is, I don't you can't really say directly responsible or anything like that, but apparently he did play a big part in getting Zach Smith uh, to Tulsa next year. Uh, they were teammates in 7th grade middle school football. <laughs> And I don't know about you guys, but, like, the teammates you have in seventh grade are, like, the most influential people in your life, I guess. And so that's kind of exciting. Um, and I think that's a good segue to our next kind of point, talking point, is it's kind of about Zach Smith, but it's more about Philip Montgomery. Because this is the second straight year, well, I can't say that yet, but, like, finished 2-10 and 10 last year. Best we can finish this year is 3-9. and nine is, okay, I know we've talked about, we don't think, well, we don't want Montgomery to get fired, but at this point, having two really bad seasons, what do you think happens? Do you think there's a chance that Tulsa does fire him? Uh, yeah, hmm, yes, if they can find a
1: really, if there's like a really good candidate out there that's for like cheap, or like something that Greg really likes that could be cheap, I don't know, it's just... It's so complicated with the money situation. Yeah. Um, if they fired him, I wouldn't be mad.
0: Yeah, I th- I would be frustrated um, if they did, and I hope that they don't. And at this point, I don't think they will. Um, but I would say the it's I'm not like a hundred percent certain, or maybe not even eighty percent certain that he won't be, just because something has to change. And I don't like you can't really get rid of you're not going to get rid of Bill Young, on defense. I think we talked about it, it's a hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah, and so you can't fire an offensive coordinator without firing your head coach at this point. <laughs> I guess we can't. We just talked
1: about the money. Do they have the money to hire an offensive coordinator?
0: Yeah, and I, I think that would help uh, maybe, if nothing else, just to give another voice in the room. But, yeah, so that's why that's why I'm leaving, I guess, a little bit of room of doubt is that if they do want to make a change, the only change you really can is to uh, let Montgomery go. But I think a lot of his season – or. a his career at Tulsa is determined almost entirely by Zach Smith at this point. Because Zach Smith is a pretty big recruit uh, to trans not recruit, I guess, but transfer a transfer recruit. Yeah, a transfer recruit to come to Tulsa. He was a top 300 recruit when he was in high school. I think he was ranked like the top 10, 11, 12 by different websites. Uh, top 10, 12. For, quarterback. Uh, pure passer. Yeah, pure passer yeah. quarterback. Um, which I don't know if we. I guess Dane Evans was probably a pure passer, but it seems like yeah, maybe, he's a pure maybe, passer,
1: but he wasn't even anywhere close to the top three hundred.
0: Yeah, and so well, I'm just like feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. Skipper uh, and President; those guys weren't. We haven't had Boomer, Boomer, yeah. yeah, Boomer is, but I don't. I would assume that he also was not a three hundred, top three hundred oh, kind of no. guy.
1: No, I don't think so. Maybe top three hundred Collinsville.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I would put a lot of money that that is true. Um, yeah, and so I think that's. That's what it comes down to, is if we can win with Zach Smith, then we keep Montgomery until he moves on somewhere else. Because a lot of these games, I mean, like we said last week, we really aren't getting blown out in most of these games this season. I mean, our worst loss is to Arkansas, and then the Memphis one was not great. But all the other ones are... We can also
1: say part of the reason, he's made questionable decisions. The decision-making has been very questionable.
0: Towards the end of the game or just overall? Overall, yeah. I
1: mean, the one that stands out of my head is still like leaving Corey Taylor out there against Houston.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. That was pretty bad. And I'll say there are times uh, towards the end of the game, like I mean, we argued that it made sense against South Florida that we should run on those last couple drives instead they of passing. Couldn't pass, yeah. But we needed to. I think pass at some point earlier in the quarter is what it came down to.
1: South Florida one was more fluky. I mean Blake Bar- Blake f-ing Barnett had how many third down rushes? Sorry for cursing there, but he had like he ran for third and ten where our pass defense was perfect and he's find a hole and he got the third down. He got the first down so many times. So, but yeah, he, it's just like I, don't, I can't remember at any point this season probably because we have not been winning that I've been like oh that was a really cool like coaching call like that jet sweep was like the first cool play in a while i mean so it's been a a, i'd say obviously very lackluster season
0: yeah so i'm guessing we will so we won't be recording another episode until after thanksgiving Um, and so i would have met i mean our last game will have happened and so at that point i mean because when they fired blankenship what was that four years ago i guess Yeah, that was that was probably 2014. That was 2013. Yeah, that was the week immediately after. No, it was 14. And so they, I know they pulled the trigger on that. Um, It was like only a couple days after the game. So we'll find out for sure. Then Um, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say I don't think they should, and I would be a little upset if they did. You, what would you say? Will will they? Should they? Would would you? What would your feeling be?
1: Um, will they? No. Should they? I think they have cause. Um. And what would I do? It's hard to say. Mm, I'd I'd give him like the shortest of leash. Next, I don't know. He's been he, see his recruiting's been good. It's hard for me to say. Cause he's been a good recruiter, and it'll definitely it it it's it just all
0: depends on if Saxon is good. Yeah. Which you can't really find out until he actually plays. Yeah. So he was good at Baylor uh, for the most part. I mean, he had that really strong game against OU. He, like, outplayed Baker Mayfield, which is a pretty big deal in Oklahoma. So we'll see. Um, I guess that's all we have about football for this week. We'll kind of, well, do you want to do SMU preview before basketball just so that we kind of
1: – Yeah, that it's, 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 it sounds good. Okay.
0: So we play SMU this weekend on Saturday at 3.30 uh, at at home. It is our last game of the season. It is Senior Day. And we get to play spoiler. Oh, man. Man, I'm, I'm actually mad Tokens on here because this is the Boomtown Showdown that we hype. We'll be tweeting that nonstop. Not really, but maybe. Um, Boomtown Showdown with Seth Boomer. That's this weekend. University of Tulsa, please bring that back. I don't know why it went away. It was an, It's an awesome name. It's a cool rivalry. If you can make it a rivalry, I don't know. I feel like... I mean, you you say, you say Tulane should be our rival.
1: Yeah, Tulane is our rival. It's
0: heated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we've been in have we been in conferences with SMU or Tulane more like longer? I thought both. They're yeah. both in Conference USA. Were either of them with us in the the Mountain West? Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think so. I think SMU. I don't know where SMU was, but I don't think. Okay. I think I think uh, Tulane's been in conference. Was in Conference USA for a pretty long time. Yeah,
0: and they are TU, so they really try and, like, grind our gears. But yeah, so Boomtown Showdown. We get to play spoiler this week because SMU is 5-6, and six, and so they're looking for that last win. And it would be awesome if we could make them go 5-7. and seven. Bad, I guess technically bad for the conference because we'd lose a bowl-eligible team, but I don't really care. I want to make SMU not make a bowl. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, that would be, like, the best uh, the best thing ever. Yeah. Because screw SMU.
0: And as of, I mean, up until this last week, SMU was playing for a potential shot at the Western Division title because um, they upset Houston, which was kind of big, and then they lost to Memphis on Friday night. And so uh, they kind of started off pretty poor this season. Um, if I Let's, let's just look, pull up their record. Yeah, they started with that big loss to North Texas. They got blown out by TCU and Michigan, and then they really stepped it up a little bit in conference play. Um, They beat Navy, they beat Tulane, Houston, and UConn. UConn, always a tough win. (laughs) They did give up 50 points against UConn, though. Yeah, we played UConn way better than they did. Yeah. But, so, they started off, they struggled early, but I think their quarterback, Ben Hicks, really came in, stepped into it as the season got on. Uh, He's passed his total, like, 2,000-plus yards, 18 touchdowns, only five interceptions, so that's going to be pretty tough. Pretty
1: bad completion percentage, though.
0: Yeah, 50, 55. I, I think a lot of that was the first couple games. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting. The nice thing is they're not really a rushing team. Yeah. They have a total of 1,300 Actually, hmm. rushing yards. And yeah. the rushing defense is pretty bad. I, I was checking right before, and I think they were bottom, like, 110. And so a team that's bad at rushing is good for us. And I think we might win this one. It's like the opposite. This is like the anti-Navy
1: game. Except I guess Air Force would be more of an anti-Navy game but style wise
0: yeah so um i, I don't think i'm going to predict a win just because we're cuz you're scared too coward yeah i'm a coward yeah it's i mean you i guess at that point you have to sleep in the dog bed at some point just fyi <laughs> um yeah it's i mean it's tough because we're 2 and 9 and we struggle to win these games could we win it yeah i definitely see that we could um our pass defense is strong enough to stop hicks and our rush defense doesn't really have to do a whole lot against these guys, uh, just because they haven't been good so far. Um, so let's see. In a game that's senior day, which we really don't really have too many seniors. But Whitfield's last game. You know what? You're right. You called me a coward. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my tune. I think we're gonna win close. I think we're gonna win twenty-one to eighteen. Weird score. Um. And I think it's because SMU's upset that they didn't win the West, and we're going to just hit them when they're down, prevent them from going to a bowl game.
1: I think we win, too. I think we win uh, 29 to uh,
0: 17. 29-17. Yeah,
1: the first time in TU history we'll have scored exactly 29 points in back-to-back games. I can't prove that, but I, I, I bet it's true. It's a weird <laughs> score to get.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, all right, my, so I'm going to do my depressing stat now since it's also about football. So, Pat. Oh.
1: monster depressing stat of
0: the week. Okay, it's kind of a hodgepodge of just a bunch of different stuff I was looking up to find something. Because um, it gets tough this late in the season, and I don't want to switch to basketball yet because we're still undefeated in basketball. But... So, we have the biggest disparity between our pass defense and rush defense. We are 7th in the country in pass defense. Still? Yeah. Well, playing well, game 15, yeah. yeah, 15. It's 168.5 yards per game. But we are now 123rd on rush defense. That's not really depressing enough for me, though. So, I went to turnover margin, because, you know, we were pretty bad at that for a while. But we're actually, you know, in the upper, like, 75%. Of teams in turnover margin now because we really started to get more turnovers as the season went on, so that wasn't really depressing. So I went to total turnovers lost and we were kind of towards the bottom, but not that far. And so I went to fumbles lost. We have to lead we, the country. In we lead the. We are tied for the lead for the lead in the country in fumbles lost with fourteen, with I think UMass. So that's my depressing stat of the week is we still we we can't hold on to the ball. Please learn how to carry the ball. Hold it. Cherish that. Do not drop it. That is my words of wisdom for next year and beyond. All right, so let's talk about basketball. I got a pretty depressing stat for basketball. Okay, I guess just lead right into another one. Still, well, it's Yeah, segway. Yeah,
1: uh, that offensive rebounding rate uh, against it, Cal Baptist. I guess got, it wasn't
0: good. They got
1: 31% of the offensive rebounds. And so that's...
0: The total number of rebounds available when they're on offense. Yeah. When the, the,
1: when like the, so the nation averaged like 28, and we got 14. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, let's look at the numbers. They got they got 12 offensive rebounds. We got five. Um, And they... It depends. They attempted 42 three-pointers. We attempted 13. They did not shoot great from three, but they still made 13 of theirs while we made four. Um. Just those two things were the huge difference between us, and why it was such a close game against us. We
0: still won this game though. Yeah, we. That's because well, that's, that's because, the, that's because we're surprising.
1: more. That's because we're more talented than them. Yeah. Um. And like you know, I constantly harp on we should shoot more threes. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, shoot good threes. I don't. I do like. I mean, our offense is good in the sense that there's threes we don't take. It's not like we take a bunch of long twos. We constantly get to the rim. Yeah. But I would still think it'd be good to kind of swing the ball around and get more threes, especially for guys like Jeffries, who he did lead. he had six attempts. Um, but Jeffries, Joiner, and Taplin should take more threes, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it was also just listening. So this game, I was we were all at work, and this game was not televised nationally or even on ESPN three.
1: And so I guess there we're gonna, was we're I, gonna looked on, to... I looked on Reddit for a stream, and it was just a. Uh... It it was just like sp- not spam. What is it? It was like a virus type thing. Yeah, malware. Yeah, it was like malware. So I almost get, my work computer was got pretty uh, screwed up because I was trying to watch that game. Yeah,
0: I think we're just gonna have to buy the Golden Hurricane digital like all access thing because Golden Hurricane digital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golden fun, Hurricane. Fun fact. Fun fact. We're now uh, becoming a media distribution site. Uh, no, the uh, Golden Hurricane digital all access pass thing, or whatever, uh, because there's actually a large number of games that aren't on television, at least as of right now, maybe yeah. as the season goes on. But yeah, so... Jeff Goodman's pretty happy about that. Yeah. That was a long uh, side side note um, to what I was saying, is that it seemed like we struggled a lot, not a lot, but we struggled in the paint some. So, like you said, we're not taking a lot. We're not, like, wasting our opportunities with bad mid-range shots, you know, like the most inefficient shot in all of basketball. But on a lot of the easy ones... We were missing them. I mean, we, we miss, only Missing shot, layups, missing dunks.
1: We shot 51% on two-pointers, which, if you look at the shots we took, isn't good. Yeah. Like, I think I saw somebody... Um, like, on I saw somebody on Twitter. I think it's a like catch-22, whatever that guy's name is. Um, like, the shots we were taking were probably, like, the average, like, they're 90% shots. Like, yeah. like, you finish those 90% of the time, and we were just missing so many of them. Um,
0: yeah, we could have easily scored 90 plus points could
1: have I mean yeah just so many missed layups Um, and even like Sterling Taplin weird weirdly horrible from the free throw line to start the year Uh, just a lot yeah just kind of a, an off game and that's that's why I think it was smart this year that we had such an easy schedule to start the season because we always start off off like this
0: yeah and a lot of times we get one of those bad losses kind of towards the beginning yep Illinois State twice last year yeah. stuff like that yeah yeah, which is weird because my water bottle is my sister's Illinois State water bottle. So yeah. I guess I'm a, tra- I'm a traitor. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so Cal Baptist, if you look like just the Pomeroy rankings, they're 207, which isn't terrible. I mean, the other two teams we played are bottom 20 teams yeah. by that ranking. And so I think part of it is Cal Baptist is brand new to Division One, and so – I mean their first division one win was against ORU last week. Hashtag expect a miracle, am I right? Uh, <laughs> sorry, just repeating Pat's tweets. But um so maybe it's a team that you don't get a lot of footage on or I don't know if like you can plan for them as well. And
1: they play a pretty but, unique style. Yeah with all the three they play fast, a lot of threes. Um does get up and down, which is
0: Yeah. And so, for a game where our defense really, like, because our defense was really strong in the first two. But it's nice to have a game where, I guess, playing a team that when our defense isn't firing on all cylinders, we can still win. Because if our defense, or, I mean, if we play like that against either of these next two games, I don't think we pull off a win.
1: No, we we lose by 30 to Nevada. Yeah. And we lose by 10 to Little Rock, I think. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't, like, let up that many uncontested threes. And when we do contest it, like, they don't – I I watched some of the highlights, and they didn't box out. Like, our guys – like, when you do a rebound, you find a guy, you box him out. And our guys just were nowhere – like, they weren't boxing out, so they got all these easy rebounds on offense, and they 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 had putbacks. I I don't have in front of me, but I'm sure of the 12 offensive rebounds they got, they scored a lot of points off that, and it's just –
0: Yeah, I feel like we don't really have some guy – it's just frustrating. On our team, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to get all the rebounds. No, is a really bad rebounding center. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I guess Jeffries and Kern Scott are our top rebounders That's right bad. Now.
1: Yeah. Jeffries should be. Him and Bonham should be. But Kern Scott, got if if Kern Scott's our best rebounder or second best, he shouldn't even be our best rebounding guard. That should probably be Joyner or Chris Barnes. Those guys are kind of uh, they're more athletic and just kind of bigger guys. But, yeah, that's Kern and freaking Scott should not be even close to top rebounder. Well, I guess for more of a positive note, um, Jeffries and Ibanu probably either Jeffries is either his best game or his second best game but for sure Ibanu's best game of the season oh, and, yeah. you, and you like to see more you, going forward um, you definitely want Ibanu to be more aggressive. He's a really good post scorer and he still missed like freaking three or four layups so he could have easily had 20. Um, Jeffries sadly I cannot watch the game so I'm not sure if his free throws were from shooting fouls, like he was going to the rim, or if they were just kind of he was like we're in the bonus and he's getting hacked. Yeah. But seeing him attempt nine free throws, that's really good. Like he's a he's a really good free
0: throw shooter. Um, this is a strong game, and like we didn't give up a lot of free throws. We didn't foul them a lot, and they had three guys foul out. Yeah, no. The the
1: thing T U is really good at is not fouling and getting fouled, like that. I think I th- the stat from last year was we attempted. No, we made more free throws
0: last year than the other teams we played attempted. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, yeah, cuz you're giving away I I just I mean, yeah, fouling at certain points is good, but it's just giving away free points. Yeah. And so no. to to stop that really, I think we'll just help our points against overall. Um kind of an obvious take,
1: I guess. Yeah. And it was I mean, it was a good game like for the fact that we won and Taplin had a down game.
0: Yeah, only a 30.9 assist percentage. It's going to hurt our pie chart. Yeah, it really will. Um, So,
1: like, the five assists was probably the only good thing. He had two costly turnovers, was kind of cold from the field. Um, And, yeah, we really just leaned, especially Dequan Jeffries is just a second-half player. He scored, I think, nine points in the final six minutes Totally just take over the game. Uh, only went two for six from three, but those are two big threes. Two blocks. I think it was his first two-block game of the season. And... uh for somebody's size, he's such a good shot blocker. He just gets, he's, I mean, everybody knows his vertical is ridiculous.
0: So this game, Darian Jackson uh, was swapped, swapped out for a loss in Corita. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Corita didn't do much better. He's kind of, he took one shot and missed it. Um, I think we're still all team. We're all team. Elijah Joyner should start. He had a really good game again uh, 10 points, six rebounds. Um, and he goes at, those aren't like, those aren't cheap boards. He goes after, he goes after rebounds. Uh, and more importantly, he had the night, he had a 97 defensive rating. So he, I think he was our best defender in that game. And going forward, he can guard the one or the two. I, so, I mean, I would like for him to start, but even if he doesn't start, his minutes should definitely increase and he should be closing games. Him, Taplin, Jeffries, and Igbano should be all be getting around 30 minutes a game. Mm hmm. Uh, once we cut the rotation down. So really, uh, Scott had a decent game. Only took one three. If he's uh, supposedly such a great shooter, he should be taking a lot more threes.
0: Yeah, how often is it that a starter gets less than ten minutes, like, other than, like, Zeke Moore got hurt, right? I I couldn't watch the game, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess I missed out on that part. So, because, I mean, both Zeke Moore and Corita, I mean, those six six nine minutes between... Nice, nice.
1: Um, But... Yeah, star- starters don't usually average under 10 minutes a game, so that is weird. Yeah, maybe they
0: both got hurt? Is that That's a possibility? No, I, I think Caritas doesn't play. Okay, I can't find, like, an injury, like, report anywhere to find out. And
1: the other guy, who, Dryhorn only got 16 minutes. <laughs> Dryhorn does a lot. He's, he's kind of a smooth player, and I like his game. I feel like he should get a lot more minutes. Yeah. Um, the one guy... Hmm. I don't know. I know Token does not like him, but he, Chris, Chris Barnes. Barnes, yeah, yeah, he had a decent game, but not great. I don't know. We're gonna cut down this rotation at some point,
0: and yeah, and I think that's I I think that's probably gonna start this week. Uh, uh, with, Nevada, yeah, yeah. So if not, you you don't think it happens tomorrow or Monday? I think it happens a little bit Monday, yeah, I guess. It's kind of weird because this episode is probably going to come out after Monday. Yeah, we're not going to be able to like talk about that. That'll be fun. We'll post on we'll update on Twitter, I guess. But yeah, we'll see. I I would imagine we'll see that this week.
1: Yeah, and you go by net rating. Elijah Joyner was our second best player according to that from that stat behind Jeffries, just because he had a very efficient offensive game and was really good on the defensive end. Oh my God, I just I just looked at...
0: Jeffries' offensive rating. Yeah, Jeffries had 100, a 170 net. he yeah. is awesome.
1: Yeah, that's probably because he went 9 for 9 from the free throw line. Jeffries is our like clear, clearly our best player. Yeah,
0: Joyner um, was the only guy who was under 100 on the defensive rating.
1: Yeah, I mean, with that pace we were playing, what was the pace for that game? Like, 79? I think or 74, 74 on yeah. each side. So, it was the fastest pace of the season for TU, and if you guys don't know what pace is, it's just the um, number of possessions that each team has. It's also a really shitty salsa. Um, but yeah, the, our other two games were in the sixties. This one was seventy four, um, which I don't know. So still undecided. I don't know if that's a. It's obviously our closest game. So you could argue we should like we were pl- we were playing at Cal Baptist pace. Like they were controlling the pace for sure. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Haith wants to play slower. Um, we do not really push in transition much, partially because we constantly love offensive rebounds, and that's where you get transition points is off defensive rebounds. Um. Not a great effective field goal percentage, only five, only uh, 50%. Good turnover percentage, only 9.1. Horrible, like we said before. Offensive rebound, we got killed on the boards. That's that's clearly, I think that's our biggest weakness so far. Wouldn't you say? Is rebounding.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, we've been out rebounded. Well, okay.
1: We haven't been out rebounded every to... game, but we've been way too close for the teams we've
0: played. Yeah, I mean, we're playing the the other two teams, Alcorn and uh, South Carolina State. Like I, are they like bottom ten teams in the country right now, and so it, our schedule does not get any easier. Like we have played the cupcakes, the cupcakes are over, so our weakness is obviously rebounding.
1: Then our biggest strength is getting to the line. Mm-hmm. Going forward, it kind of looks like you think this is a. I mean, do you think Igbano can keep this up and average double digit points? Um, really more like fifteen plus points. A game? Do you think we constantly go to like 12 shots is a lot for Ibanu?
0: Yeah, well, I don't think he doesn't need to, I mean, if he made more of his shots, he doesn't need as many attempts. That's there were, true. There just a lot of misses. Yeah,
1: those are shots he makes most of the time. Yeah, and yeah. so even
0: if he only takes the six that he made, he'd still, he's still having that d- double digit points. It was just, I mean, it was weird how many shots we were missing that, I mean, I don't know how many times I heard them say, that's one he wishes he had back, because it was too, yeah too many times. Yeah. So I really think that's what hurts. Uh, I also thought there was some bad officiating. I don't know if that happens with bad shots, but I just remember his dunk where they called him for a late technical. technical. Yeah, uh, it, just, it just sounded like Cal Baptist coach was kind of like, a for a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I heard that too. I don't
1: know who he is, but he's character.
0: It, yeah, I think I think Iguano uh, get double digit points. Um, I think especially if tap when tap tap one will have better games, he'll have more. Games where he's dishing it out better. Um, and I think, I mean, wouldn't you imagine if we're actually taking more threes like you want and we have shooting a better percentage? I mean, that just gives Zikbanu more, more room to work. Yeah. if you get, I mean, if you
1: surround him with four shooters, which their starting lineup right now is four shooters, yeah. um, it will probably change because I don't know if Zeke Moore is going to be ready for Little Rock. Yeah, and I don't know if Karita, I mean... I bet Karita stays in the lineup. I, I doubt yeah. after one game they change it.
0: So who do you, who do who would you put to switch swap Zeke Moore? You already say that.
1: If Zeke Moore's hurt, yeah, I mean I'd keep him in there if he's healthy. But if yeah. he's hurt, I bet Scott. Um. Or uh, you, or, I was or thinking it. Horn. Okay. I was thinking they move Jeffries to the three. I think they want size at the three, yeah. especially when we're playing um, Nevada. You definitely they're a big team. So you, they got two six seven wings. So you def, I think uh, Jeffries and Horn that kind of size and mobility would be good for us.
0: Yeah. Do you think Jackson's out of the rotation? He only played 2 minutes. Uh yeah, I think he is cuz you got to cut it somewhere and he's been our least efficient player. Yeah. And I think they were bringing him in to guard their uh, Milan Aqua, who was like their top scorer. Yeah. He, he was he's super fast and Jackson couldn't keep up with him. And so that it didn't sound like there was a whole lot for him cuz once they realized he wasn't going to be able to defend him, they just didn't even play him anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's no chance he. I don't think there's like any any
1: chance that Joyner gets to start. I think Frank Hayes sees was like a six man backup point guard.
0: Mm hmm. Predecessor?
1: Yeah. The whole. Yeah, the predecessor. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's either Horn or
0: Scott, probably. Long okay. shot Barnes. Yeah. I think I'd put my money on Horn at this point, but I'll find out tomorrow when I'm there by myself because you guys are both out of town. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, will I even be able to watch it probably not yeah we'll
0: buy that access by tomorrow
1: I guess oh yeah well but I'll be like in New York doing New York I don't know yeah I know I have your, I have your calendar you sent it to us that's true <laughs> reliving all the guys the Entourage cast probably went when they were kids yeah
0: <laughs> Okay, so let's look at this week. Um, I actually don't really want to preview Little Rock since the game will be over by the time that happens. yeah let's just say insert let's let's well, it's in, it's,
1: uh, once you cut this uh insert man, what a great game against Little Rock. Oh man, I can't believe lost and Korea got a career high 50 points
0: man we we just like dominated it was unstoppable
1: just unstoppable
0: okay, cut two all right, uh, so with that post-game recap of Arkansas you want to talk about Nevada? Yeah, let's talk about Nevada. All right, who thinks we're going to win? Raise your hand. No, I I don't, actually. Um, Nevada? So what we struggled to do
1: against um, Cal Baptist uh, in their first year in D1, Nevada does much better. They're a very good three-point shooting team. They are huge. They get a lot of rebounds. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Um, I think – so the one way I do think we win is Daquan Jeffries from the start and Sterling Taplin – Mostly okay, so Jeffries from the start, I think, has to be assertive and just take take shots, yeah. get his buckets. And the other way is Sterling Taplin. I, it's a big game. I care,
0: you know. Yeah, he does. He really, he really has that. I don't know if it's like an it factor, but in the big games, like Taplin shows up.
1: It, it's hard to call an it factor because he, <laughs> for a lot of time, it feels like he just doesn't care about the smaller games. Yeah. But yeah, it. it, it no, you're right. Like the the spotlight does not does not bother Taplin. No.
0: Um this is easily, I mean, up until what? Like the first Monday of April, this is our biggest game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Until we get there, until we prove Jeff Goodman wrong and you know, just and his just hating of the AAC for I don't
0: say no reason. I don't know what they did to him. It seems personal. <laughs> does not it? Yeah, he was like super like I, I
1: understand. So obnoxious
0: about the Syracuse Oregon like tournament thing last week, and then they both lost to uh, like Syracuse. Got killed by UConn. Like I, I completely understand where he's like. I don't think the
1: AAC is like going to be good this year. I think it's gonna be a down year. Like that's a fair take. But like, it, the way he says it is like, yeah, the AAC is trash, and if you like it, you're a horrible person, and <laughs> you're, you're like you you don't deserve to be alive.
0: Yeah. Every time he talks, I just want to like at Tulsa Hop and be like, look at this guy's name. I yeah. Mean, there's we've... been so
1: many times where people like UConn fans. Or, like, Big East fans are like, UConn, are you proud of yourself? Like, you gave up being in the Big East to have a football team, and now you have rivals with Tulsa? We have a winning record against UConn.
0: In both basketball and football. Yeah,
1: seriously. Oh, my God. I'm tired of that. Um, But so back to actual important things. Yeah,
0: Nevada. Not-
1: Iban- Ibanu, continue his his scoring. Get him the ball. Get him a lot of touches. Um, More threes. More minutes for Joyner more basically if if Zeke Moore's out i think our go to lineup should be um Taplin, Jeffries, uh Joiner Horn, Igbanu.
0: Okay.
1: Those are probably our five best players. Yeah. And so it'd be nice to actually see them out there and that does give you a lot of size um 1 through 5 to so to kind of match what Nevada's bringing out there. Um and basically I mean yeah, the, the I mean the, the number 7 team in the country, what are they? Uh,
0: by which rank like the Ken Pom- Palm- Pomeroy another five.
1: five I don't know what the AP has them so um, by Ken Pomeroy which is like a better they, it's a more accurate more ranking stats, in my opinion
0: stats based
1: yeah they're the fifth best team in the country so really I mean obviously the only way we beat them is if we have our best game of the season everybody like you need Taplin, Jeffries, Igbano all need us to step up and have huge games. It's yeah. it's a long shot for a reason. I, feel I like
0: we're we're gonna have to control the pace, right? If we want to win, because if we let Nevada dictate it, it has to. Like yeah, we're gonna, gonna be real rough for us.
1: We're gonna have to like kind of play at our slower pace, move the ball a lot. Um, and I feel like that's gonna be tough. Constant penetration, like, um, you, I mean that's that's our problem sometimes is we just, we swing the ball around the perimeter perimeters, don't do anything with it. We yeah. need constant We need constant penetration from Taplin and Joiner. Uh, and Jeffries, you do that, they they they, they like they it messes them up. They don't know what to do. You can get the ball to Bono in the post. You get an open three for Jeffries in the corner. Like it, get, it gives get, it you so many more options. So, I mean, what do you do? You think will be? What do you think the line will be? You think it will be twenty point underdogs?
0: Uh, what do they? They beat Little Rock like eighty two to like 58, fifty eight. Yeah, around there. Twenty point mm, neutral site, which is not not really It's neutral, Las Vegas. It's in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, I could see it being a line of 20, um, but I think we beat the spread. I, I don't, don't think, think we lose by 20, but I bet... No, I, it'll be, I think it'll be a closer game. We'll play them closer than Little Rock will. I um, think mostly, if, especially if we play at our pace, just because it's
1: hard to beat somebody by 20 at our pace. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think we'll lose. I think we'll lose by, like, maybe 10 or 12 would be my guess, or maybe hope. I don't know. Maybe that's too close. But I think we'll make it, we'll keep it competitive just because that'll be more fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I think the key to us to at least keeping it close to winning is um, they get under 20% offensive rebounds. Uh, under, God, hopefully under 33s attempted by them and over 20 by us. Okay. I think that would be the keys. Um, so basically, change our bad habits into good habits. We'll see yeah. if that happens. But I, Fre- Haith did say, like, um, He liked, he thought Baptist was a good game because it's a different style that they play and it kind of gave them Mm -hmm. practice. I think he was talking directly about Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. So, really, if we can watch the Baptist tape and kind of see where we went wrong, cloak, contest, 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 box guys out, those are the two things. Really, if we do that and make those easy layups, we win by 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much a quality loss exists in basketball it doesn't um but i feel like on a national time inter- i mean we're on fox sports one on thanksgiving day against a top team in the country so if we play them close i think it just helps it, it if nothing else it gets rec- name recognition out and they're like yeah oh, you know tulsa even though they're in the in the that's american a, is not a, a, like a pushover that's a q1
1: win though
0: yeah do you like those quadrants love them quadrants okay i think you got anything else no, you wanna do alright, you got two segments you're gonna do. Oh shit. Right? You're gonna do we're gonna do some Faith and hate, and then you're gonna take over Tweet of the Week, so <laughs> I gotta look that one up. Um okay, my Faith and Hate meter You're telling me you thought
1: it was it went down. It went down a little bit, like. Um But we're undefeated. I'm like Where am I right now? I'm like Bruce Almighty, like after he had the God powers, and then like Jennifer Aniston left him and he's like questioning everything <laughs> um, where he realized oh it's not so great to be God that's that's probably where I'm at right now Bruce Almighty in like the beginning of the climax where everything's wrong before it gets right okay um and tweet of the week this is me stalling because I'm looking it up uh, sorry I'm looking at my iPhone I just got a terms of conditions thing
0: but You didn't read that. You just blindly agree to those.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, oh, I don't have a they're, specific they're one.
0: Only like twenty-eight pages.
1: So a lot of good tweets this week from Catch Twenty um, Two, one of our followers, maybe our angriest follower, not at us, just at like things in general. Mainly Jeff Goodman. So that's why I liked his tweets this week because he's crapping on Jeff Goodman and he does really good video breakdowns um, of stuff. Him and Tulsa Hobb, probably the two most two of the most insightful. Uh, Tulsa fans to follow on Twitter. But yeah, no, really good video breakdowns of the games and things he did wrong. Specifically of how bad we were on the uh, defensive boards and how that just kind of screwed us over. Um, and mostly just saying, Jeff Goodman's a punk.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's a good tweet of the week. Yeah. So I guess Twitter feed of the week? Tweeter? T- like someone good- who tweets? Yeah, good tweeter of the week. Okay. um, So... Yeah, that wraps up most of our show. Do a quick shout out here. Women's basketball team beat crosstown rival Oral Roberts on Saturday, 76-68. We got 13. GT Bottoms Cup. Yeah, we got one. We got half of it so far, and so the men don't play till December. But yeah, uh, it's a good win. Always nice to beat the crosstown rivals. Um, was that at ORU? It looks like it. That's not our court. Yeah. So at ORU, women's team is two and two so far. So. Uh, decent start to the season for some reason they're they keep scheduling like i get all these notifications that they're like the women's basketball team is playing this school like american for the first one it's like they haven't lost a home opener in 20 years like why are we playing all these people like it's hard to break streaks like that so uh that'll be a shout out to them though for winning the mayors cup so you got any shout outs for this week no i don't think i ever had a shout out okay, yeah well, <laughs> um, token's not here so i have nobody to bounce that off
1: yeah no but yeah no i'm glad i hate oru so i'm glad they did that did the game it looks like i'm looking at the picture of the crowd it looks like the game ended a little late because this the arena's empty <laughs> so i'm guessing most of the oru fans had to go home early and go to bed
0: uh does it have a time i mean this came out yesterday when did they play
1: I don't think they like, the game started at blah blah. blah.
0: Well, I mean, the game recap came out at like four thirty yesterday, and I think they played yesterday. Oh, um, so, so it's probably <laughs> is that how late? They like there, a one o'clock curfew, play. yeah,
1: <laughs> in the afternoon.
0: Uh, okay. Well, that wraps it up for us this week um, from our special Nook episode. Um, so I guess it'll be a little tricky next week. Just Thanksgiving, the episode might be late after that. But we'll talk about final wrap up to the football season. Uh, we'll talk about our basketball other two wins, other than our win or loss that we talked about for and a little, potentially a, a new rock. football coach. I yeah, probably doubtful though. Doubtful. Don't want. Would not like to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. But uh, everybody have a good thanks I Almost shut my laptop. That would have ended the recording. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving, uh, and we will talk to you later. Stay golden, Hurricanes.
1: And just tough loss against Little Rock. that That's really going to hurt our tourney hopes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we said that this would be the ramp up, and it looks like we just weren't ready for it. And so, I mean, we got to get that ready before Nevada. Okay. <laughs> okay,
1: so the loss one. Um, uh, take three. Um, yeah, it was really a tough loss uh, to Little Rock. That's really going to hurt our tourney hopes. I mean, you just wish that uh, Alex Foray could have made that that game-winning three and got to 30. Uh, I mean, the the fact that
0: we got to that point was just a load of crap, because those refs were just, like, all over the place. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sterling Taplin
1: did call him a bitch to his face, but, I mean, mean, call him as he sees him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's deserved. It was
1: completely deserved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wish I could have, but, you know, I would have been kicked out, and I didn't want to do that, (laughs) so...